Amen. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet and grab your Bibles. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let's exalt his name together. Amen. Put this mic down. Beware, lest thou forget the Lord. That's my topic for today. We'll go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number six. I already gave you the subject. Beware, 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 beware. Beware, I know we've been in worship and in praise. Amen, I don't mean to pull us back down again from that, but beware. Did I kill the spirit? Beware. Preach, preach the word. You know, uh, even before I, I start this, give me just a second here. And I know y'all standing, so let me hurry up and get back here. But uh, let me uh, come back to this media room. I ain't going to have you standing long. Y'all right. <laughs> but you, you know one thing I'm so glad about? Uh, I'm so glad that... that you know, whatever the Holy Ghost would lead the man of God or woman of God to minister on, I'm so glad that the remote control doesn't just rest in the congregation's hand and then we just come back here and just plop down and just say, well, I don't feel like watching that today. Come on. And so we just click and just turn the channel. Well, I don't feel like hearing no message about uh, today about holiness. Uh-oh. Turn page, you know, uh, you know. <laughs> So what we do, we just, oh, I don't feel like hearing about repentance today. Oh, and let's just click it and turn it to something else. Oh, you know what? I don't feel like praising and worshiping God today. We don't hear about that. You know, anybody glad that, you know, God is going to say what he wants to say. Amen. And it's not all right to just keep on. We don't just come to church and just just because you don't want to hear that today, you get to click and turn it off or turn the channel. Look, Channel, channel 6, channel 13, channel 59, amen. Now we got all kind of, you got your little Roku remote at home. Hopefully y'all don't need this. I'll just put this up here. Don't forget to get it. But whatever the Lord would have to say, that's what I want to hear today. Anybody else say, I want to hear what the Lord would have to say. Amen. Amen. I hope you want to hear that. Deuteronomy chapter number 6, and let's go to verse number 12. And it's just one scripture on today since I had you standing so long. Then beware. Let's read it together. Then beware which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Father God, we thank you and praise you, Lord God, that we are here to hear what thus saith the Lord. Not my own thoughts uh, do I want to speak today, but the thought that you have given for this particular hour. Have your way in today's service, God. I pray that we would draw our minds in and be fed from your word, God. I pray that we would grow in you, that we would be thoroughly furnished, Lord God. I pray, God, that you would build us up in the word of God on today. Let it be said that it was good for us to be here together. We praise you and ask your blessings as we break bread today through your word. In Jesus' name. Can the church say in Jesus' name? Amen. You may be seated at this time. Amen. Good to see everybody here today. Beware lest thou forget the Lord. Amen. Deuteronomy. It is the fifth book of your Bible, the fifth book of the Old Testament. It is the fifth book of the Jewish collection of writings known as the Torah, the fifth book. Amen. Moses is the author of this book in Moses' life. Uh, he lived to be 120 years old in his life. We can divide it up into three different sections of 40 years, 40 years spent as a prince of Egypt for the most part. Amen. Another 40 years he lived 
as an outcast, as a shepherd in the land of Midian, off as a shepherd. Dirty old shepherd probably thought that his life was over, you know, and had it, once had it made for himself and messed up, you know, as, uh, slew the Egyptian, and next thing you know, he's running for his life, and he's out here as a shepherd. But at 80 years old, the Lord raises him up. Amen. Don't you tell me what God can't do. Don't tell me it's too late for you, somebody. Amen. Amen. But at 80 years old, the Lord allows him to spend this last section of his life, this last 40 years of his life as a leader of Israel. Amen. And he was about 120 years old at this particular time of this writing, the book of Deuteronomy. In the Greek, Deuteronomy, it actually means a second law or a copy of this law. Amen. It's a retelling a revisiting, a review, if you will, of the covenant that God had made with his people. Amen. So he's going over this again with the people of God. This is um, also, uh, this reminder here is also serving the purpose of Moses bidding the people farewell. He understood yeah. that his successor, Joshua, would carry the people on forward into the promised land. But one more time, he wants to give this thoughtful, careful reminder to the people for them to remember the covenant that God had made. Beware, lest thou forget the Lord. Amen. At this point in history, uh, Israel, they could see across the Jordan River. It was a pivotal moment in their history, probably an exciting time period. They were excited to cross over uh, the Jordan River into the promised land. Um, what had been, and it was supposed, supposed to be an 11-day journey, had turned into this 40-year fiasco. Wow. My Lord, it's supposed to be just 11 days of a journey, and because the people erred through their murmuring, complaining, and unbelief, what was supposed to be 11 days turned into 40 days. Don't you know that we can frustrate, amen, the things of God in our lives, and we can add on a whole lot of time to things, amen, when we start to get in our flesh and do things our way. So... A lot of the adult generation or the adult generation in itself had dropped off or fallen in the wilderness because of their unbelief. They uh, fell off after coming out of Egypt and never inherited the promised land. But Moses spends this last moments of his life passionately pouring out into this younger generation. Amen. This new generation of Israel. And he does it with a heavy heart. He's probably happy to see them about to cross over into the promised yeah. land. And Moses had watched God raise up this new generation that was so hope-filled, so faith-filled, so optimistic, amen. But he understood, you know, that if they did not walk, amen, circumspectly, if they did not uh, walk and follow in the ways of the Lord and keep his commandments and keep his covenant, they would also fall in the same way that their mothers and fathers of the That's previous right. generation had fallen. Amen? And I'm sure Moses was, was very concerned as he saw yeah. this younger generation. Perhaps most of them there, they had not seen what God was able to do. Amen? A lot of them had fallen in the wilderness already. And this younger generation had raised up and they did not see God bring them out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched heart. They had not seen and felt the stress of the hour when they left up out of Egypt and the Lord allows them to go through the wilderness. And there they are uh, rejoicing that they had come out of Egypt only to see the Egyptians starting to pursue them from behind. And they look to the left, there's mountains, mountains to the right, and they keep on pressing onward only to get to the Red Sea. Feeling like they had nowhere to go. I wonder if there's anybody 
in here that's ever been in that type of hour when you feel like there's nowhere to go. And they began to look to the Lord, and the Lord looked to Moses, and the Moses looks to the Lord. And Moses stretches out his arms over the Red Sea, and he watches as the Red Sea rises up on one hand and on the other hand, and they walk over on dry land. This new generation hadn't seen that. They had just heard what God had done. And maybe a whole lot of them that were here, they had only heard about how God had appeared to them out on Mount Sinai in that thick cloud. Hadn't seen it for themselves, amen. But yet this younger generation was about to inherit the promised land. A land that was filled with a whole lot of temptation, a whole lot of traps, and a whole lot of snares. And they didn't have that experience, amen. Amen. How many people know we ought to rehearse the things of God? We ought to review the testimonies of all, the things that God has done for his people. Amen. And so the book of Deuteronomy was given to remind these young novices, if you will, of God's law, God's power, and the history of this nation of Israel. Moses begins to go down memory lane. He begins to talk to him and tell him a story about how 12 spies were uh, sent out into the promised land and how they came back with a bad report and the people erred to believe the Lord. Amen. And because of that, lots of them were not able to inherit the promised land. And he goes on to talk about how they were a rebellious generation. Many of them begin to murmur and complain in the wilderness. Amen. And before this young generation or this new generation would inherit the promised land, he wants them to stop, slow down just a minute before you go into the promised land. Slow down and think for a minute. Think about the previous generation. Think about the era of the nation's ways. And think about that in the light, the, the, your obedience in the light of the previous generation's failure. Amen. How many people know that we ought not repeat the same old mistakes that everybody else made? Amen. Just because you heard about somebody else falling that way, don't mean you gotta fall. Y'all hear that? Just because your brother did that, don't mean you gotta do that. Just because your mama did that, your daddy did that, don't mean you gotta go the same way. Anybody got a made up mind to serve the Lord? Amen. Regardless of what other folks is doing, as for me and mine, we're going to serve the Lord. Then he, uh, it, it reads in Deuteronomy chapter number four, we're in verse number two now. Ye shall not add. Listen to what he tells them. Amen. Uh -oh. Think about the importance of obedience in the light of your past rebellions. Deuteronomy four and two. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish aught from it that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Let's drop on down to verse number nine. Only take heed to thyselves and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget. Lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest thou depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. Yes, Amen. Yes. And then Moses goes on and he has a review. Amen. For those of y'all in the back, let's review this. Let's have a little remedial course. Amen. Let's have, you know, the Ten Commandments 101. Let's go back over this. I know that the law was given to you once before, but let me go over this just one more time before you just walks off into the promised land and really? think you want to inherit this promise. Really? Let me just slow you down for a minute and give you one more opportunity yeah. to hear these commandments from the Lord. Thou shalt have no other God before me. In Deuteronomy 5 and 6, I am the Lord thy God which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. 
Number four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, and thou shalt not covet. So he has this remedial course again. He reminds the people, and Moses encourages them to remember the law of the Lord as they go into the promised land so that your days might be prolonged when you go in, so that you might be blessed when you go in. How many people want to walk into the blessings of the Lord and be able to enjoy it? Anybody here want to enjoy the blessings of the Lord? Amen. Well, if you want to enjoy the few, your future and the blessings of the Lord, there's some things that you're going to have to do. Amen. And he goes on to give them the famous Shema. Shema, a Hebrew word that means to listen. But more importantly, not only does it mean to listen, but it means that you respond. You respond with obedience. Listen to what he says in Deut Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Y'all still with me? Y'all still with me? Amen. All right. Hear, O Israel. Deuteronomy 6 and 4, the Lord our God is one Lord. Yes, sir. One, one, one. Anybody still believe in one God? Come on, let me hear you praise that one God. Hold on, time out. Y'all really believe in one God? Amen. I, I still believe in one God. You know, I, I, monotheism. I, I just don't understand how, you know, we can come from one Lord and how we get off into all these type of things. I still believe in one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Amen. Let me hear you praise the Lord right there. Come on, somebody. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And with all thy soul. And with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Listen to that. Do a good job teaching it to your children. Amen. And shall talk about it when thou sittest. When you're just sitting around in your house, talk about me. Amen. All right. And when thou walkest by, when you're just walking around with your friend, come on, begin to talk about me. Anybody still do I know that's Old Testament, but how many people do that today? Amen. You're being a, being a good steward of the blessings of the Lord. Amen. And you passing this on to your children. Amen. And when you lay your head on your pillow at night, that's the last thing that you think about. Amen. Anybody still think about the Lord as you lay your head on your pillow? When you wake up in the morning, keep on thinking about me. And, as thou, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand. I'm in verse number 8. And they shall be as frontless between thine eyes. Verse number 9. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. Amen. You take verse number 10. Let me hear you read it, y'all. Come on, verse 10. To give thee great and goodly cities. My God, when I start to bless you, hold up. When I start to bless you, when I give you, when you go into the promised land and I begin to pour out my blessings on you, when I give you great and goodly cities that you have not built. Y'all hear that? And houses, verse 11, full of all good things which thou fillest not. When I give you wells with wells dig which thou diggest not. Vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not. When thou shalt have eaten and been full, then beware lest thou forget the Lord. My God, beware agape, lest you forget the Lord. The Lord that brought you out of poverty. The Lord 
that, that brought you a long way. The Lord that delivered you. The Lord that made a way for you. Am I talking to anybody in here? The Lord that paid that bill. The Lord that made that way for you. The Lord that has blessed your life. The Lord that has kept you. The Lord that satisfied the longing of your, your, your soul. The Lord that regulated your mind and fixed your heart. The Lord that lifted you up out of that downcast spirit. Beware lest you forget the Lord. Somebody right there, give God some praise. My God. out on that corner, brought you out and turn, turned your life yeah. around. Yeah. Anybody in here know what I'm talking about? Has he changed anybody in here today? My God, beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And I don't know what your Egypt was, amen. I know mine, I don't know what your was, but every last person in here, you had a place where the Lord brought you, amen. And you hadn't made it here all by yourself. It's been nothing but the goodness of the Lord. Somebody right there, put your hands together and give him one more praise. Beware, 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 unless you forget the Lord. Moses, he was the mediator of the old covenant. Amen. And he tells these people, the mediator of the old covenant, tells them to beware lest you forget the Lord. How much more? Time out, y'all. How much more should followers of Jesus Christ, the mediator of the new covenant, be so careful that we don't forget the sacrifice that he made at Calvary for us. I remember what you've done for me, Lord. Anybody else in here just can go down memory lane right now. Remember all the things that God has done for you. Amen. Come on, the book of Jeremiah. Let's just go on scripture right now. Just have a little Bible study right now. Jeremiah 31 and 31, it speaks about this day, this new covenant. Amen. This to come. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I brought, or took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break. Although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord. Verse 33, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts, and I'm going to write in their hearts, and will be their God, and they shall be my people. Amen. Anybody glad to have the law of the Lord written on your heart today? You know that? It's just not just an external law that's just written on stone. But now this new law, it has completely transformed us in that it's internalized. It's been written on the tables of our heart. How many Holy Ghost-filled people in the room right now? Amen? This ain't just some external thing. This is something that I have ingested. This is a real change that's come on the inside of me. God has changed this heart of mine, and he has written his laws on the tables of my heart. My God, I'm so glad that, you know, we're not living under that Old Testament type of thing. Amen? That old covenant. Year after year, sacrifices had to be made for this sin. You ought to be glad about this, y'all. What if, you know, every year, check this out. What if every year, every time you come to watch night service, here we come back and we throw up your old sins in your face every single year? Wouldn't that be something else? Year after year, you have to make these new sacrifices, amen, for the old sins that you did once before. And it would just temporarily atone for those sacrifices because the bull, the blood of bulls and the blood of goats was not able to sufficiently atone for their sins, amen? But I'm so glad to know Jesus Christ. Anybody else in here glad to know Jesus? The once and for all sacrifice. 
Wouldn't it be something we come in here on watch night service and here we go throwing back up the old stuff that you did throughout the year, amen? And here you go with it just temporarily, just, you know, you renewed yourself in the Lord and then next year, here we come. Remember when you used to do these things? Remember you used to walk that way, talk that way? Thank God for Jesus and his precious shed blood. Somebody in here one more time, give God some praise. By one offering, he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. How many sanctified folks up in here? <laughs> Amen. Real talk. How many sanctified people up in here? Amen. Now, now, real sanctified people ain't just a whole list of rules, external rules, but this thing's in your heart. Hello, somebody. Wake up in here. This thing's in my heart. God's really made a change in me. Amen. Thanks, God. You know, the law of God is the what? I love this. Listen to this. But the grace of God is the half. The law of God, it reveals sin, but the grace of God, it forgives sins. I'm so glad. Thank God for grace and for mercy. The law of God, all it did was just pointing fingers and, and showing you. It was, a, it was a schoolmaster, just showing you all the things that you wasn't doing right. But thank God that the, the law of grace, it gives you the provision. Amen? Amen, somebody. Amen. The, the law of God demands performance by man, but the grace of God offers provision. The law of God looks to your performance, but thank God for the grace of God that looks to his performance. Amen. I give God so much thanks for grace and for mercy. Somebody give him one more praise. Thank God for the law of God. My God. Amen. Salvation, uh, check this out. It, it's not just uh, 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 how many people watch uh, HGTV and all that? <laughs> Maybe a few of y'all in here. Well, let me tell you this. Salvation, it's not just a, a DIY type of project. Amen. I know in the room right now, we got some um, electricians probably in the room. We probably got some school, skilled craftsmen in the room. Amen. Some people that are handyman, that work with their hands. Anybody in here, y'all, work with your hands Amen. at all? Anybody skilled? Amen. You always got, you don't always got to call somebody the first time that something goes wrong or, you know, when something breaks down. I can remember some years ago. Um, my wife and I, we wanted to uh, remodel our bathroom, you know, and we had bought our house, but that bathroom was so raggedy, just tore up from the floor. My goodness, every time you walk in, you just feel bad. It was just, you take a shower, just feeling depressed. <laughs> so, I mean, just, I mean, they had carpet on the floor. It was just kind of a, a miserable type of room. And so, I'm serious, you know, why, why did we do that? You know, that was a little trend that they were doing. I guess they thought that it would be better to have something soft on your feet when you get out of the shower. But I was like, why in the world did they do this? And so, you know, we dealt with it for a little while. And then I had some contractors that would come out. And they gave us a price. And I mean, it was just so astronomical, the price. And I was like, good grief. And you know what I made in my mind? All right, here we go. We're about to do this DIY project, this do-it-yourself project. And so I, here I, one day I just woke up. I ripped the carpet out of the floor. I came in there and I bashed out the uh, vanity. I, I got my little saw out. I, I cut through the fiberglass shower and all those things, ripped all that stuff out. And now here I am, just got the whole room cleared out. And it was too late then. <laughs> it was too late. I'm like, whatever I did not know, I didn't have no money. And so whatever I did not know, I was going to have to figure that out. And I, thanks be to God. You know, I watched some YouTube. How many people have watched the YouTube video? Amen. Y'all know how we do. Watched me a few little YouTube videos and done some things. And I began to lay a little tile floor down. Felt good about killed me. Bringing up that tile upstairs. Had to cut it down. So bring it upstairs piece by piece. Installed the shower. I got a nice shower surround. I felt so accomplished after doing that. Anybody know what I'm, what I'm talking about? Amen. 
how many times I can go down memory lane, little things in my house have broken down and been able to fix my dryer. That dryer we just got rid of. I fixed that dryer so many different times. Times of, because of the grace and mercy of God, I've been able to work on my car. Anybody in there? Still, now they make these cars today. You can't even hardly work on them no more. I'm saying little, little simple things, you know. Back in the day, it wasn't, I mean, now you open it up, it looked like just uh, something from outer space. You just put it on back down and take it on in and spend the money. But, you know, it, it used to be a time where people would work on the, on the cars, amen, and things like that. But let me tell you this. Salvation is not a DIY type of project at all, amen. Listen to this. You might be able to install a kitchen sink and fix your sink, amen, but you couldn't fix your soul by yourself. Hello, somebody. This ain't just a do-it-yourself type of project. I felt a, a great sense of accomplishment after looking back at my bathroom and seeing the things that I was able to accomplish by myself. But there's not a chance in the world that I can look at my soul and say that I did this by myself. It's but by the mercies and the grace of God. Let me hear you praise God right there. Come on, let me hear you praise God right there. But by the mercies of God. My God, you might have been able to fix your car, but you couldn't fix your sin sick soul. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Come on, church, and give me some praise right there. My God, you might have been able to install a shower by yourself. Amen. You can look back and you can feel a cop, but you can't wash away your sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Somebody thank God for the blood. Hallelujah. First Peter 1 and 18. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with the corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Jesus, I'll never forget the songwriter said what you've done for me. Come on, somebody, think about it. Think about how messed up that you used to be. Think about how much God has invested in you. Think about how raw and undone that you used to be. How you used to walk. How you used to talk. How you used to navigate through your world. But thanks be to God who saved your soul. Stepped in just in time. Rescued you from that lifestyle that you were such a part of. Anybody glad to know Jesus? Come on, let me hear you praise him if you're glad to know him. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, you were trapped in sin. Messed up. Amen. In sin like quicksand. Amen. The more that you wiggled, the deeper you went. Trying to get yourself out. But the more you went, here you are trying to fix this by yourself. And you just keep deeper and deeper and deeper in sin. Robbing Peter to pay in Paul. Amen. Telling one lie to just make up for another lie. Amen. Jumping from one bad relationship to another bad relationship. You kicked one habit only to get a whole nother habit in its place. But then God stepped into your life. My God. Somebody needs to tell God thank you. Can the church say thank you Jesus. Can the church shout, thank you, Jesus? My God, you couldn't do this by yourself. You were trapped in sin. Amen. Trapped in it. Beware lest you forget the Lord. Some of us were just poured in Job's turkey. Amen. Didn't have no money at all. Amen. Had a penny any job. Oh, you know, tried barely making it. But God stepped in. Amen. And don't you dare, after God has blessed you, don't you dare forget where God has brought you from. Hallelujah. Some of us, you know, you know your upbringing. You know, you know where God has brought you from. 
think about it. Think about it. Amen. You know where God has brought you from, all those things? I mean, I think about some of us, the brothers in the church. You know, a whole lot of you men come into the church not knowing how to be good men. Not knowing how to be good fathers, how to be good companions, amen, or good, good husbands and fathers to their children. And then here comes some brother, amen, coming and just take you up under his wing and show you the way, amen. Some of you sisters in the room, amen. I can't hear nobody right now, but listen, some of you sisters in the room, amen. You didn't know how to be a good wife, a good mother, didn't know how to be a woman of God, but thanks God for the mothers of the church. Come on, put up on the screen Titus 2 and 1. Beware lest you forget. Titus 2 and 1. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Let's just keep on going down here for a little while. That the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, and in patience. Come on, keep going. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. This is stuff that you will learn in the house of God. You don't learn this up on the streets. <laughs> Come on, somebody, anybody glad to be a part of the church? Anybody glad for mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters in the Lord? Amen. Verse number five, go ahead and read. Hold on now. Let's, keep, let's make sure we get the word now. Verse number five, to be what? Loud, obnoxious. Huh? Why can't I hear nobody? To be who? Discreet. What's that mean? Amen. Being loud, obnoxious, you the life of the party. Ha! <laughs> You know, no, to be keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Verse number six, young men likewise exhort to be sober minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that us the, is as of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Amen. Beware lest you forget. Beware that you finally arrive at this place of salvation and you forget how to empathize with those people who are going through, amen, or those who are facing temptation and those who are out in the world and those who are feeling weak, amen. Beware lest you forget the time that you used to be crawling the walls and yet you cannot empathize with the young person who's experiencing temptation in their flesh. My God, amen, you've been married all these years and yet you have forgotten what it was like, amen, to be out here, amen, and praying that the Lord would just help you to make it, amen, somebody. Am I just talking to the walls up in here, y'all, today? Beware lest you forget, beware lest you forget. There ought to be a memorial that's built up in our heart for the things of God. Amen? Something that will cause you to remember. I'm reminded of the story about Jacob and how he was off into the wilderness and how he didn't even know that that was the house of God. And he laid down in that wilderness and just made a pillow, a rock out of his pillow. And he began to have a dream in the middle of the night. And he saw angels ascending and descending. Amen? And then when he woke up, what did he say? He said, this is none other than the house of God. And he took that same stone out in that wilderness. Amen. And he used that as a, as a memorial. He anointed it with oil. And he said, I'm going to name this place Bethel. I know some of you all in here, you've had some places, amen, in your life that may have seemed like a wilderness, but right in that same spot, you ought to build a memorial, amen, so that you can remember where God has brought you from. My God. You know, I know pretty soon in a couple more months, we're going to be serving our, our, our celebrating Memorial Day. And a whole lot of us, you know what we do on Memorial Day? What we, what we do? Sitting up here eating barbecue. You ain't thought about no soldiers that have fallen and all those things. That's not what that day is for. 
for you to sit there and eat and, and get full. Amen. It's a day for us to remember. Amen. And we ought to build a memorial. Amen. Within our hearts. Amen. For the things of God, the places that God has brought us from. Hallelujah. Somebody just take a minute and just think about the goodness of God. How good, how faithful he's been to us. Come on, don't let that get old to you. Lord, we just thank you. Somebody just thank God just for a minute. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Can the church say hallelujah? Can the church just give God a little bit of praise? Lord, I thank you. I heard you, Brother White. I couldn't have got out without you. Couldn't have got out with you, without you, Lord. Amen. And, and that's, that's the premise of this message today. Couldn't have got out without you, Lord. Lord, I just thank you. Lord, I just thank you. Lord, I just thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, this, this ain't me just buying time. I, I got more to say, but somebody just thank the Lord for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, I'll never forget. Oh, God, I'll never forget what you've done for me. I, I can remember a, a time uh, my grandmother, my late grandmother, she had uh, um, Alzheimer's disease. And it was a, just a really, it was a sad thing uh, to watch. Not sad for her, but of course, she didn't really understand what was going on. But for our family, it was just a difficult thing to watch. My grandma was a very classy woman, uh, music teacher, carried herself with a whole lot of class. Um, she was one of the people, <laughs> oh, my Lord, I remember my mama dropping us off over her house. And, uh, you know, she was a music teacher, so she had us over there two-stepping, you know. <laughs> doing our little doing our little routines and things and we had to perform in front of my mom and dad when she come and she would really I mean she would lay it on real thick and that's just the type of person she was was always a teacher amen in and out of the classroom and uh, I can remember when she got Alzheimer's disease it was almost like she just began to forget just little basic things yeah. and uh, you know sometimes she would just ask us a question and then like well grandma you just got done asking that thing again you know and here she is asking the same old question again you know I can remember one time I stayed the night at her house. I was a good, maybe 11, 12 years old. And she came in the room. Did you go to the bathroom before you went to bed? I was like, now, come on, Grandma. <laughs> now, I'm a big boy now. But, you know, eventually, you know, things started to slip even more and more. And, you know, just the daily routines and things that, you know, uh, you know, hygiene, you know, just remembering little simple things like, you know, bathing yourself and things and just having trouble with the day-to-day tasks wandering around. I remember one time I, you know, just begin to forget my name, forget other people's name, and just little by little, bit by bit, she would forget even her own identity. And pretty soon she began to walk around the table. I remember it just broke my heart to see her walking around our dining room table. She was just talking to the empty chairs and looking at the pictures and, you know, began to, you know, talk to the pictures and things on the walls. And it was just a, a really sad thing uh, for us to watch as a family. And, of course, our family had to come up with a plan for Anybody ever know, been there before? You know, and you having to take care. Thank God for those who are taking care of the loved ones and all those things. But just to bring this over to the spiritual side, as I, as I try to draw to a close here, have you forgotten your own? Listen to this. Have you forgotten your own identity in the Lord? I mean, have you forgotten who you are? And more importantly, have you forgotten whose you are? Have you forgotten the word of the Lord that tells you you are a chosen generation? A royal priesthood? 
I, I'm not trying to make you shout, but just, I'm just trying to remind you. Have you forgotten that you're a holy nation? Y'all hear that? A holy nation? Anybody still believe in holiness? Come on, a holy nation? That we should show forth the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Anybody glad to be called out of darkness? Amen. Do you find yourself just wandering around? Amen. And going places that you ought not go. Doing things that you ought not do. Do you find yourself just wandering around through life murmuring and complaining? I know this ain't no word to make you shout on today, but do you find yourself often complaining all the time? Have you forgotten that God has brought you out? That God has blessed your life? Amen? Amen. Have you forgotten the, the simple daily task of prayer and studying your words? Somebody, wake up, beware, lest you forget Jesus. I'll never, how can I forget what you've done for me? How can I forget the song, how you set me free? How can I forget how you brought me out? Somebody just wave, just raise your hand and say, Lord, I remember. Come on, this I recall to my mind. Come on, come on, come on, recall it to your mind. Get some hope again. Thank you, Jesus. My God. You know, and, and this is, Another cycle. I'm almost through. Let me just, I got a little while longer to go. But this is a cycle that uh, children of Israel would often go through. I mean, it was just a cycle, ongoing cycle. The Lord would bless them. They would rejoice. Thank God for blessing us. God made a way for us. Here they are. I can just imagine them shouting. And as soon as the Lord would bless them, then what would happen? they fall in love with the blessing rather than the blessing. And then they find themselves in trouble. And they find themselves under condemnation. And they find themselves at wit's end. And what do they do? Then all of a sudden, oh, they get this a, a big epiphany. I remember the Lord. And when they remember the Lord, they turn from their sin. And they come back to the Lord. And plead the Lord's forgiveness and ask for help, his help. The Lord will raise up a judge to forgive them again. That he would prosper them again and bless them again. And then the cycle would continue where they would fall in love with prosperity. And they would fall in love with the blessing rather than the blesser. And here they go getting themselves back in trouble again and repenting of their sins and crying out to the Lord. And again, over and over again, they, they would fall in love with the blessing. Agape, everybody in here, visitors, guests, friends, whoever you are, when God begins to bless your life, don't you forget about the Lord. Come on, somebody. Let me hear you praise him, right? Don't you forget about the Lord. My God. When God brings you out, when God begins to bless your business, be careful that you remember the Lord. When God blesses you with that new car, I hope you can let that new car take you to church. When God blesses your finances, I hope you can still pay your tithes and offerings. Amen. When God blesses your health, I hope you remember that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know, listen, we, we you know, lose a little weight and do things. Summertime coming. My God, I said enough right there. <laughs> I got to say no more. You know how we do. Amen. But I hope that we beware lest we forget the Lord. All right. Turn with me right now to Psalm 78 and 31. Amen. I'm almost to a close. Amen. Psalm 78 and verse 31. The wrath of God came upon them. He's talking about the children of Israel and slew the fattest of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. Verse 32. You go ahead and read.
33, therefore their days did he consume in vanity and their years in trouble. When he slew them, uh, then they sought him. And they returned and inquired earlier, or, or early after God. And they remembered that God was their rock and the high God their redeemer. I hope you can remember that, amen. 36, go ahead, you read. Nevertheless, listen at He got me going in cycles. Y'all know that song, Cycles. Ooh, Don't act like y'all know that song. Anybody who knows that song? Amen. Cycles. Here you go, go right around again. Lord, forgive me. And here you wandering off right back in the same old thing. Amen. Where we leave off at? Where we at? 37. Okay, go ahead and read. 37. For their heart was not right with him, neither Come on, but he, being full of compassion, listen at the Lord, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. Verse 39, for he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. Verse 40, how oft they did provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert. Verse 41, Now, here's the kicker. Verse 42. My God, beware, beware, beware. Just a little warning this morning. Beware, lest you forget. Don't you ever forget the Lord when you walk into the promised land, when you walk in the blessings of the Lord, when you go on that job the Lord has blessed you with. Always, always remember Jesus. Remember Jesus, amen. Some of you all in this room, you may have forgotten about the Lord, but let me tell you this, as I, as I, this is a closing, real talk. This ain't just a preacher close, this is a real ahead, closing, you, amen. But let, check this out. You, you may have forgotten God, but let me tell you this, God ain't forgot about you. Say that. I heard about one person say amen on that, amen. You may have forgotten about God, but God ain't forgot about you. Listen at this, uh, let's go to Isaiah 49. This is my last scripture, amen. Isaiah 49. You may have forgotten about God, but ooh, he's still calling your name. Still knocking on your door. Still inviting you to come in. Still don't want you to be lost. It's not his will that anybody should perish. Don't want nobody to go to hell. Hell wasn't designed for you at all. Amen. It wasn't designed with you in mind. Amen. There's a city called heaven. Anybody want to make it? Lord, help me to make it. Anybody want to make it? Real talk. Just those that want to holler back if you want to make it, real talk. Just don't, hold on, hush now if you don't really. If you really, you, you just in here just to come to church out of habit and you just, you know, going through the motions, you stay quiet. But those that got their feet to the, got, the, got their hands to the plow, amen. Amen, and you really want to make it. You got a made up mind. Lord, I got to make it. Let me hear you holler back at me right now. I got to make it. My God, help me to make it. Amen. And for that person in here that's veered off, amen, and you find yourself wandering around, come on, come on, come on. God ain't forgot about you. Isaiah 49 and 14, but Zion said, listen at this, Zion said, the Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. Can a woman forget her suckling child 
that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb. It's, it's highly unlikely that a woman is going to forget her suckling child. They may forget, yet will I not forget thee, but the Lord won't forget you. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. I will not forget about you. The walls are continually before me. The walls of your city are continually before me. Come on, every head bow, every eye closed. Father, we just thank you even right now. Oh, God, we are so careful to acknowledge you in all of our ways. Oh, God, Jesus, 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 Jesus. God, I didn't bless myself. I didn't get here on my own. I remember moments I was in trouble, God, and you came to my rescue. Lord, God, I remember when I had way more bills than I had money. Oh, God, you made a way for me. Hallelujah. Oh, God, there's been times that I've struggled, 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 struggled. Struggled through temptation, trials. Even have failures along the way. My God, but you help me each and every time. Father, I thank you right now. I'm careful, careful to remember you, Lord. Somebody just be careful right now to give God the praise. Be careful to thank God for every blessing. Come on, stand to your feet right now with me. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, come on, every eye closed. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for the food in my pantry. Mm. Come on, the simple things. I know that we often take advantage of these or take for granted these things, rather. But thank you, Lord, for the food in my pantry, the food in my refrigerator. Thank you, Lord God, for that little $10 in my pocket. Somebody just got a dollar in your pocket, but give God thanks. Give God thanks. Be careful to give God thanks. Somebody working a job right now that you might not want to be on, but come on, thank God. You might not be where you want to be, but thank God you're not where you used to be. Come on, let me hear you thank him. Beware lest you forget the Lord. Oh, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Surely we can lift it up one more time. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't you forget to tell him thank you.
up this song to everybody. Lift it up. Been so good. Been. Find yourself wandering.